After being confined to the house for too long, Josh, D-Rock, and Maria scoured the internet to alleviate their boredom. In doing so, they have created the ultimate innovation to the fan fiction experience. Fan Friction. Rate and review, please be nice. First podcast. Rated M, just in case. All OCs, disclaimer, we own nothing! Hello, and welcome to an episode of Fan Friction, where we present bits of fan fictions in ridiculous and off-the-wall ways. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Maria. I'm Josh. And I'm D-Rock. And we're here to fuck, fuck shit up! <laughs> Alright, well, since this is our first episode, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about ourselves. Uh, D-Rock, you want to go first? Sure. So, uh, like she said, I'm D-Rock. Um, I am a comic book author and illustrator, uh, so I've, I've produced uh, a lot of my own content and everything, so that's kind of where I come into some of my nerdery, but also grew up on comic books, cartoons, all kinds of different stuff, so I'm a fan of a lot of different things. Uh, I like my superhero stuff a lot, but I also like lots of, uh, lots of other stuff. Hey Josh, what's your deal? Well, I am a super nerd as well. In fact, uh, as I'm talking to you, I'm trying to solve a dodecahedral Rubik's... Dodecahedron, I guess. Not a cube. <laughs> I don't even know what those words mean. Exactly. Uh, I'm a big fan of cartoons, anime, comic books, uh, video games, uh, big Scooby-Doo fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of One Piece. Shout out to all my friends on the quest. It's going to be another 10 years. We're going to get there. <laughs> um... But yeah, most things in and around the nerd community are all about, and I love fan fiction because we get to explore those uh, already established worlds in fun and creative new ways. Also, I challenge you to use the adjective dodecahedral in your uh, vocabulary today. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I will try. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you did it. They got to do it. <laughs> oh, man. Good luck, guys. Um... <laughs> Well, uh, as far as the uh, the fan fiction universe, I have written fan fiction. I've written several. I've never finished them because I have a hard time finishing anything. <laughs> but uh, some of those are based off of the Devil May Cry series, Soul Calibur. Um, I'm a huge Tomb Raider fan, so obviously some of that. Um, but I have been playing the uh, Nathan Drake series today. I've been very frustrated because he's not Lara Croft. And uh, I think that's that's all to it. I mean, let's <laughs> be honest. You've you've been hate playing it. All I've day. been hate playing it. <laughs> so <laughs> much hate, just so much hate. Every time I fuck up, it's Nathan Drake's fault <laughs> that he's not Lara Croft. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other than that, I'd say I get into. Um, I mean, gosh, we, we just finished watching the Firefly series, and I think I've watched that about three different times. I am a leaf on the wind. No, you're not. Shut up. You're <laughs> gonna cry. Um. But yeah, and some anime as well. Not nearly as much as Josh, but I have delved into that universe too. So yeah, that's us. So all right, guys, let's go ahead and get this party started. So what we're going to do is we're going to draw different character voices or interpretations of our readings from the Hat of Wonders. Uh, so let's go ahead and get that started. All right. Oh, D-Rock's going to do this. All right. all right. Oh, sorry. Let's see. So we're going around the circle again. <laughs> Circles have no starter end. It's fine. The the dodecahedral. I is that did I say that right? You. I tried. D Rock, what'd you get? 
I'm going to be reading my uh, fan fiction today as Cookie Monster. Oh. All righty. <laughs> oh, man. This my is throat's going to fall apart, but it's worth it. <laughs> all right. What do we get here? I All right. Um, don't really know what to do with this one, but like everything a character says is dangerous. <laughs> We're going to give it a shot. All see right. what happens. All Let's right. get dangerous. And what do we have today? Da, 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 da. Like your gossipy aunt. Oh, my. I have like 22 of those. <laughs> That's not true. All right, so uh, today's theme on Fan Friction, uh, we're all three of us a big fan of a lot of different fighting games. So we decided we would start there in familiar territory. We all picked our own favorite fighting games and found found, found fan fictions. Boy, that's uh, awful. That is a lot. Woo! Found fan fictions based in that universe. Uh, so who's kicking us off? You know what? I'm going to go first. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm happy with what I found. I'm, I'm going to jump in. All right, so right. let's see give it to us, Cookie Man. All right, so let me find exactly where I'm starting from. Uh, but I uh, to set this up, so I've got a Mortal Kombat fan fiction today. Uh, and in this particular scene, Reptile has given up uh, on fighting and started his own talk show. Yes! <laughs> I would tune in every week for that. Yep, yep. So, uh, so we're, we, we're just jumping right into the middle of the show, and, uh, and here we go. Uh, as Cookie Monster, no less. He swiveled his chair to address the audience. Folks, we have a special guest tonight. One who has caused more pain and suffering to the realms than all cons, sorcerers, cyborgs, Black or red dragons, or chaos clerics, put together. Please, let's hear it for the Elder God of Death, Shina! This sounds oddly like a samurai. <laughs> Long have I waited. Events are proceeding as I have foreseen, Shina said with utter seriousness. No one noticed that he was giving a rather pathetic Emperor Palpatine impression. <gasps> yes, reptile hissed. You've been around since before the first tournament in every timeline. Did you foresee all that would happen with your amulet? Shinnok caught an eyebrow. You mean when Melina stole it? Yes, she played right into Quan Chi's hands. We knew that Shao Kahn's daughter would be desperate enough to overthrow Koto that she would risk unleashing my wrath on the realms. <laughs> Yes, it is important that you have that amulet. Quite. <clears throat> you are pretty pathetic without it. I mean, even with it, Johnny Cage kicked your pasty skeletal butt, and he's weaker than Cyrax. My power is absolute, Zaterin. Boos erupted from the audience. Shinnok paused for a minute as he recognized that these boos were directed for him. <gasps> Keep telling yourself that, Shinnok. You're nothing without Quan Chi. Your plans to manipulate Shao Kahn. That was Quan Chi. The Revenant. Scorpion. The first Sub-Zero. That was all Quan Chi too. On your own, all you managed to do was lose your Elder God status. Reptile had carefully set his trap and Shinnok took the bait. I destroyed your homeworld, Raptor. Reptile didn't break down in tears or boil with rage. 
He just shrugged off the comment with a dismissive, That was Raiden. I managed to turn Shinnok dark. That's how... Well, no, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to turn Raiden dark. That's got to count for something. Shinnok coughed. He seriously did not consider himself weak. How could he be? Title or not, he was, after all, an elder god. Shinnok, let me tell you something about that amulet. It had powers, but it wasn't as strong as your original. What? <laughs> the former god was truly puzzled for the first time, much like Josh's Rubik's Cube. <laughs> the amulet the first of zero stole for Quan Chi. Your sorcerer kept that one for himself in case you ever tried to betray him. So Quan Chi was killed by Scorpion, not you. Shinnok's pale, or uh, his pale face grew pink as blood flow increased. Your point, a reptile? My point is that we are both losers. <laughs> I'm a loser henchman and you're a loser boss. I've made peace with being a loser in Mortal Kombat, which is why I host this show now. You, on the other hand, can't get over this obsession with not being the biggest bad. Wake up, Shinnok. You are not Onaga. Shinnok was silent for a time. Oh, then a smile formed around his lips. Oh, you think you know me, Reptile? Yes, I wanted to be seen as the biggest bad, but that was only a means to an end, not the end itself. Well, what was your real goal then? Shinnok cackled again in a Palpatine voice. Your piecing it together will be your undoing. I want plain and simply to merge all the realms and reverse what my mom and the other titans did to dad. This interested uh, reptile. He knew Chronicle was Shinnok and Cetrion's mother, but who was their father? You have a father? Reptile asked, a bit surprised. Yes, and I actually loved him before mom and the other titans sealed him away. Hmm. Reptile came. <laughs> I turned into Yoda. <laughs> so Reptile gave a rattling purr. If Shinnok was going to spill his guts about the new Titan, Reptile should do something. No, should do some fact checking. Fortunately, that's what his second guess was for. Well, Shinnok, I can't really help you with your father, but here we have a special guest who's here just for you. The muscles in Shinnok's face instinctively tense before the word who escapes his lips. But by now, Reptile was already looking at the audience. Let's welcome Shinnok's mom, the Titan of Time, Kronika! Cheers erupted as the bald woman floated gracefully to the couch without her feet touching the ground once. <laughs> I think that's how that works. <laughs> Hello, Shinnok. Mommy's back! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna leave it right there. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that was just like. Oh. I felt like I was either watching Maury Povich or Jerry Springer. I was I'm right not... with you. Uh, Y'all, the thing is, it, it there's a lot more that actually happens this, in this thing. You find out later on that his dad, who's like the originator of all like space and time or whatever, was named Norbert. I swear to fucking God. Norbert! <laughs> yes. Oh my and God. I, I really wanted to get there, but it was going to take like another 15 minutes to do it, so I was like, nah. It, it's fine. You know, but like philosophically, that would make sense. I don't think... What, Norbert I've makes ever, sense? Yeah, because <laughs> I've never met a Norbert in my life. But if I did, I would be like, man, you are an anomaly. And in that, mm. it's like... You know what I mean? You Damn. must be the creator of space <laughs> and time, Norbert. You must be Norbert. the creator of space uh, and I time. I mean, you make a point. You make a point. 
Oh my gosh. And I think it is hilarious how Cookie Monster can sound like a samurai given the right setting. Yeah. It really, like when you put your mind in Mortal Kombat mode, you're like, oh yeah, no, I could see this guy fighting in the Mortal Kombat tournament. And a little bit of uh, extra nerdery, he was voiced by the same guy that did voice Yoda, so it actually makes sense that I slipped into that for a second. Because, right, this is Cookie Monster, but this is Yoda. It's not that far off. So, yeah. I feel like it's a little bit more far off than you think. Well, I mean, (laughs) well... But I mean, we're not talking. Really... We're not comparing Fozzie and Miss Piggy here because those are almost identical. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Josh, what you got for us? Oh man, so I am a big Dead or Alive fan, and I can already feel some of the groans from all of you who have read some Dead or Alive fan fiction. <laughs> However, I found <laughs> I found something new and interesting today. Uh, the summary and basic outline for this is. Uh, it is almost Christmas time at the Dead or Alive mansion, so what do we do? Secret Santa. Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. Now, I actually took this excerpt from, like, the last chapter. This is on Christmas Day, after they've all been squabbling and trying to figure out what to get each other. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to set up the scene, um, Ayane and Helena have been fighting this whole time because they have a feud going on. And that's where we're just going to pick it up, right there. Christmas Day, everyone's sitting in the living room opening presents. (sighs) Can you remind us what voice you're doing again? I'm doing like everything a character (laughs) says is dangerous. (gasps) I got the pillow! Now I'm in charge! (laughs) (laughs) Helena said, then proceeded to laugh in the young girl's face. Tears started to form in Ayani's eyes. She had had enough of being humiliated by the singer. Why are you so mean to me? She cried with tears falling down her face. Cause you killed my mother! You demented child! Helena screamed. Everybody gasped in surprise. Ayane killed her mother? When did this happen? Say what? <laughs> Did not! Ayane screamed back. (laughs) She tripped on her dress and her brain just happened to splatter all over the stage! Just happened. (laughs) The argument between the two went on as Tina went over to tap Hayate on the shoulder. Are you gonna open your presents? Now! (laughs) She asked him. Oh, 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 yeah, he said back. Hayate hopped over his seat and made his way over to the tree, passing his, passing Helena, who was pu- pulling Ayane's hair while Leon and Bayman tried to pull them apart. Ayane witnessed him pick up his gift and shouted, Wait! Wait! Everybody froze and turned towards her. My dear Hayate is opening his gift! Ayane stared with stars in her eyes. <laughs> 30 eyes and a spotlight shot over at Hayate by the tree. He jumped out of surprise and clutched his gift. Helena had let go of Ayane's hair. Well, Hayate, are you going to stand there like a deer caught in headlights or are you going to open your present? (laughs) Tina questioned him with a wide grin. Can you grin while doing that? No. <laughs> All right, go ahead. 
Josh's. <laughs> Could you? Hayate is shielding his eyes from the spotlight's bright light. Kinda! Turn that thing off! It's, it's burning my eyes and my fragile skin! <laughs> it's true! Nissan burns easily! Kasumi added, raising a finger. He melted when we went to the beach, and we had to carry him home in our soda cans! Everybody turned to look at her with a confused look. Hayate melted? Even Hayate was staring at her. He didn't remember turning into liquid, like, ever in his life. <laughs> no! Wait! That was a dream! Kasumi laughed. <laughs> and scene! Oh, That's, I don't boy. know what to do with oh, danger. I was like, they were all in danger, or, like, I don't... I don't know what that I think, meant. I think the dangerous laugh at the <laughs> end fucking sealed it for me. <laughs> I think what's most hilarious is that I can actually picture this being a scene in Dead or Alive. Exactly said, like, all of your dialogue. Only, exactly. uh, yeah. only in the movie version. <laughs> only oh, in the movie boy. version. Y'all, if you haven't seen the Dead or Alive movie, let me tell you what. You are missing out no, on some... No, don't listen to him. Quality... No, you know, <laughs> quality... Film making. Forget Francis Ford Coppola. See this. Yeah, fuck Wes Anderson. Dead or Alive movies, where it's at. Spielberg, oh, boo. Never Can heard of. Imagine if Wes Anderson made a Dead or Alive movie. Oh my god. I would god. watch the shit out of that. It'd be I'll... so good. It'd be better than the Dead or Alive movie. That's <laughs> Anything is better than the Dead or Alive movie. Uh... I'm sorry if anybody listening to this likes that movie. But if you do, I, I am judging you. I'm sorry. So you're not sorry for them, you're sorry at them. I'm sorry yeah. at them. I'm sorry for their lives and their their perception. I just I love the end of this story where Kasumi's like, look, Hayate melted when we went to the beach, took him home in a soda can. Oh wait, that was a dream. Never mind, it didn't happen. Just just playing the I said the inside thing outside my my bad. My, I, oops. Maria, what you got for us today? All right, so like I said, I've done a Soul Calibur fan fiction before, and I have loved that series since the very beginning. I have since the beginning of time. <laughs> uh, for since the sixth, the, what was it? The the fifteenth century. A story um, foretold across time. Across <laughs> yes. So, but I've been playing these games since the first one, and I absolutely love them. The storyline makes absolutely no goddamn sense when you're playing the games. They tried to make it make sense in the newest one. Still doesn't make any Bad goddamn sense. Off. So I thought it'd be interesting to go down that fan fiction hole. Um, but instead of relying solely... <laughs> Solely. On, uh, oh, <laughs> boy. Wow. Y'all, I, I can't believe it, but we probably didn't even cut that from the... Wow. Just, wow. Sorry. My bad. Whoops! Uh, but solely on the, uh, the universe itself, but I wanted to do a crossover. And what I found is going to piss Josh off so much. Nope. But it is yeah. a Batman... Batman and Soul Calibur crossover featuring mm-hmm. Tira and Harley becoming best friends. <laughs> I can see Tira and Harley being best friends. Yeah, but you're going to judge the shit out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be in my quiet corner over there. <laughs> so, to set the story up, essentially there's just a random portal that just happens. Like you do. And Tira walks through it and she's all of a sudden in Gotham City. And she gets there and she's like, oh no. 
I'm in medieval clothes. I have to go clothes shopping, but I have no money because that's the first thing you think when you land, you know. In the future. In the well, future. Well, yeah, when in Rome, dress for Rome, right? That's how, it, that's, that's, well, that's the saying. When in Rome, desperate measures. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Go so, ahead. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, so she's trying to get this. She runs into Batman and he's like, he thinks that she's Harley Quinn. Of course, because it's Tira. In case you guys don't know anything about Soul Calibur, Tira is basically the Harley Quinn of Soul Calibur. She's Absolutely. Japanese Tira. Um, just she's different colors. I guess she got she's the green. pigtails. She got a weird gymnast background looking shit. I yeah, don't know. she's awesome. And her thing is like you know within the universe, she sucks the souls out of people and puts them in her weapon so that she can give it to her master, Nightmare. Nightmare's that big, grotesque-looking knight guy, knight with a K guy. Yeah, D-Rock. Yeah. She gets all of her souls for D-Rock. Sweet! I get to be Nightmare? I'll take it. Oh, yeah. You Um, are every day. (laughs) But then he was going to... He bought her clothes. He told her his real name. And now he's going to take her out to dinner when Gordon gets on the radio and goes, Hey... Harley Quinn's up on a building doing dumb shit. We need you to go get her. So they took a detour, and Tira gets up there, and her evil self took over and killed Batman. And Harley's really happy about it, and that's where we are leaving off with that. So what's your voice again? My voice is like your gossipy aunt. Oh, goodness. This might go more. Yeah, this is actually going to work really well. Uh, let's see. It's called Just Too Wild and Crazy Chicks. So, where to now? I'd like to meet more of your friends. Soul Ledge is still hungry, and I, and I thought that Bat would put up more of a fight, Tira said. Wow, what did you just do to the Bats? That was great! I'm, I'm gonna take you to meet Mr. J, and on the way... <laughs> You can take as many souls as you wish. This city's full of people, Harley said. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Harley. I like you, so I won't take your soul. And I can't wait to meet this joker you're so fond of, Tira said. So, are we best friends now, Harley said. Yeah, Harley, we're best friends now. And so, let's, let's go, Tira said. So Tira and Holly skipped and away into the night holding hands. They already forgot about the half-dead Batman lying on the ground. On their way to Joker's, Tira started to take souls left and right. Her ring blade was becoming really full. And as they were taking (laughs) the souls, a particular song was going on through Tira's head and it went like this. Oh, you make me laugh. Whatever the world can give to me, it's all you see. Oh, you make me live now, honey. Oh, you make me live. Oh, you're the best friend that I ever had. I've been with you such a long time. You're my sunshine. And I want you to know that my feelings are true. I really love you and oh, you're my best friend. Ooh, you're making me live. Oh, Jesus. In rain or shine, <laughs> you stood by me, girl. Oh. Holly was Tira's best friend, so nothing could change that now. <laughs> Holly leaned over. Not even that song. <laughs> I think that song would definitely change some things. 
I mean, I'm questioning my friendship with you. <laughs> Holly then leaned over and planted a juicy wet kiss right on the lips. And that was it. They were inseparable. And then that ma they made it to Joker's place and Holly introduced Tira to her. a pudding. And he was amazed that Tira was wearing the same outfit as Holly was. And these two look really cute to boot. <laughs> Joker said, I see that you like wearing what Holly does. Did you get those clothes from In the Mooney from Insane Clown Pussy Collection? What? <laughs> yeah, I did. The Batman bought them for me. <laughs> then I took his soul and left him for dead. I can't believe he thought that I loved him. Stupid man. <laughs> Tira said, an evil smirk forming on her face. It was great, Puddin. I can... Can I help her? Pretty please, Mr. J. I'll feed her and take care of her and play with her every day, Holly said. Holly, Tira isn't just a pet. She's a human, and she can stay as long as she wants. How I'd love to get her into a threesome with us. Is she legal? She looks young. <laughs> Joker said... Joker, when was legal ever a question for you? Oh, I'm 17, but that sounds so fun. I'd love to stay here, Tira said. Yippee! And Tira will stay up late, tell stories, and have pillow fights, and do other girl things, Holly said, getting all giddy. I guess it's not a problem at all. Well, never mind. <laughs> I'd love to see you happy, my sweet cakes, Joker said. Then when everything seemed to be going so well, another visitor showed up, and Tira's heart skipped a beat as she recognized who it was. Standing in front of them was none other than the Nightmare, the revived <laughs> Azure Knight, a demonic being that Tira swore her undying allegiance to. Josh has left. Josh has left the table. <laughs> come back, come back, honey. We're not done. Come back. <laughs> that Tira swore her undying allegiance to. And he seemed less than pleased to see Tira. Holly could see that Tira was upset and wanted to comfort her friend, but the sight of Nightmare was just making Holly want to pee her pants, and she was going to anyway. Oopsie, I need to go change my pants. I'll be back soon. Don't you go anywhere, Tira, Holly said. So Holly went to go get a change of pants, and Nightmare approached Tira and spoke, Souls, where are my souls? <laughs> so I have souls for you, Master. Here they are on my ring blade. Take them and uh, all, be, all my liege, Tira said. Nightmare took Tira's weapon and broke it, releasing the captured souls. Nightmare was pleased now that he was excited, but his thirst for souls was still unclenched. Tira, you do a good job, my sweetheart. But yet there is more for you to do. Will you serve me in all my eternity as my bride? You will gather souls, understand? Nightmare said. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. Your wish is my command, Master. I will do anything you need. And I'd love to be a woman. I'm flattered, Tira said. Uh, and same. Oh my, uh, wow. So here's the thing. Just so much. If, 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 if Harley, right... <laughs> like, you know, retired, had two kids, smoked a little bit, she would sound exactly like what the fuck you just <laughs> Probably what Arlene like, Sorkin sounds like right now. <laughs> I mean, really, like, if you just pitched that up a tiny more... Ah, oh, wow. That was... That I thought he was doing this! 
Right. Uh, Bam. <laughs> That's pretty on point. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. Well, y'all, so this is the part of the episode where we decide who caused the most fan friction. All right, cast your votes. Josh, who you got? Oh, man. I mean, as much as it pains me, like, I just, I gotta give it to Maria. <laughs> I am, for those at home, I am, like, a huge Harley fan. Like, I wasn't even able to walk and talk when I fell in love with that woman. And I don't know what you just did to that, but... <laughs> I, the voice, like, just was so fitting and then just so slightly off. <laughs> the story was so just... I don't even... The Joker asked if something was legal. Like, what even happened there? Oh, boy. So, yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Maria. Maria, where are you standing here? Oh, gosh. You both did such a great job. And I love the fact that I now know Cookie Monster can be a samurai. <laughs> that is something I did not know I was going to learn today, but I'm so glad I did. Draw your sword. Right now, we fight. <laughs> we fight over Cookie. We fight cookie. over Cookie. Cookie is for C. C is for Cookie. <laughs> C is for Samurai. Samurai? <laughs> Kukurai? I can't even get that low. And then Josh, I love the fact that because you gave everyone so much more drama than was necessary, you actually made it more DOA than was yeah. was actually there. I felt like, especially in a room like that, the only way to make it more dangerous is to add the drama. Dangerous! Sorry. I think I'm going to have to give it to Josh because yeah. he took something that had no direction at all whatsoever, <laughs> which was every, what was it, every piece of... Like every... <laughs> Like, everything a character says is dangerous. <laughs> and I wrote that, and I still don't know what I meant. So the fact that you took it and made something out of it that was oh so beautiful, you have my vote. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to clinch this thing here. I, I got to give it to Maria. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, I could barely get through that goddamn thing. Jesus. I mean, the thing is, the voice wound up being the most accurate thing that you could have had. It was just... Ah, <laughs> uh, this story was fucking ridiculous, so the ridiculous voice on top of the ridiculous story. Yes. It was all too many things. Tira killed uh, Batman. I, that, <laughs> she and, killed the bats. Yeah, and I never even cared. I <laughs> never fucking cared. I, mo I, I moved right along with the characters. I was like, oh, no, that, that's fine. Batman's we did, dead now. We did, we did that, and we're moving on. This is cool. <laughs> Don't worry about it. They're so, best friends now. They're going to have it, sleepovers. It's going to be great. I mean... And threesomes. It's yeah. Like, it, whether you're 17 or not... Uh, no, 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 Anyway, <laughs> so, um, I guess, Maria, you caused the most fan friction, so you get to tell us what next episode's theme is going to be. Oh, man. What you thinking? Oh, man. I don't even know. Um, huh. let's do... Let's, let's go outside the box a little bit of fan fictions. Let's do sitcoms. Yeah. Sitcom fan fiction. Sitcoms. Also, shout out to Jerry Stiller who passed away today. Oh. Sitcom and comedian legend just in yeah. general. So we'll dedicate next next episode to Jerry and do sitcom fan fiction. Hells yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all, I think it's that time. As always, there is good fiction. There's bad fiction. But there's nothing quite 
like fan friction. Peace out, y'all. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.